Welcome back to Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. Now, this is a special episode. Now, I talk about the corruption of Child Protective Services. I've showed you how to file a lawsuit. I've told you to gather data and information. Well, a lot of my information comes from a group called Food Not Bombs. They're a real good group. The information is from several sources and states, not just here, but around the world. What needs to be done? Fascism comes in all shapes and sizes. Groups like CTS, they come about because of the government. The government giving them carte blanche to do whatever they want. Some people would say that Donald Trump is a dictator, a fascist. You know something? That is their opinion. And guess what? They are entitled to their opinion. Me, I'm staying neutral. And the reason I'm staying neutral is because I like hearing both sides, not just one or the other. Now, they have what's called Time Cut, a quarterly newsletter on Indiana's prison issue. I mean, IDOC Watch is tabling at the monthly Poetry Slam Friday, February 7th at 8.30 p.m. at the Bishop in Bloomington. That's Bloomington, Indiana. This tells different stories. Defining gentrification and on displacement. There's two essays. Uh, Don't be a dick. I mean, they have different information. Now, we'll tell you that. One of which is take responsibility. Take personal responsibility. I mean, come on. How difficult is that? Doesn't matter if it's CPS. Does not matter if it's our government. They dictate to us. They say, oh, we have to take personal responsibility for our actions. But as soon as we hold them accountable, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Now, this group, you can get more information. It's not just on CPS. But you should know that CPS gets their information from the government. This group, Bomb Food Not Bombs, is a great, great organization. If you can, find them on on the internet. Because I'll tell you right now, if they have one in your area, go up, walk towards them. They help provide food for the homeless. Literature. Hope Rescue Mission provides food and shelter for Single men, single women, and families. There is a church. I call it the Broadway Church. They give food, clothing. You can get your mail sent there. They give you leads for housing. Now, why am I doing that on a show that's supposed to be on fighting child protective services? 
Because if you are being proactive, you're making sure that your kids are fed, that they're bathed, that they have a place to live, and they have clothing on their backs, that they're getting immunized if that is what's required. If you're doing everything you're supposed to, CPS has absolutely no reason to take anything from you. They can't take your children. They can't separate the husband and wife. Yet they find a way in which you do just that. Now, if you're wondering, well, why should we uh, even listen? You know? Well, let's just... You know, I'm going to read this. It's called Time Cut. Look. People, like, oh, uh, say, Illinois prison phone rates are lowest following grassroots activism. Seriously? Those guys should be with their families. And yet, we got the highest incarceration rate in the world. And I mean in the world. It's higher than China's. Higher than Iran's. Higher than most third world countries combined. What about families that get their children ripped apart? If they do anything, they're thrown in jail. Because CPS says, oh, you violated the law. And if you ask them what law that is, they can't tell you. Hondurans are fighting for a future against a U.S.-supported dictatorship. Wow. You see, when you hear something like this, listen to the view. Listen to the views of them. Now, I'm going to say going to say something. I was going to save it. I really was. But there's one more I want to say. Local news. Indiana prisoners must unite and struggle to change conditions. You know, I'm going to wait until I come back from the break and I'm going to read that to you. And think of it this way. Apply that to what CPS does to families. And how the Ohio governor signed an executive order creating FEMA camps for asymptomatic COVID-19 patients. Translation, they're going to take you and lock you up. They'll probably even separate you from your kids. And all in the name of safety to the public, or what CPS likes to call exigent circumstances. It's a bunch of BS. It's just another way in which the government can have control over you. Now, my big announcement. The Liftoff First Time Filmmakers Film Festival is next Sunday. Begins next Sunday. It's online. Well, yours truly made a documentary, Families Destroyed. If you would, and you are part of the Liftoff people. You have a membership with Film Freeways. Please, it's $10, I hear, but it's well worth it. I think it's $10 for the whole festival. Families Destroyed is not just my family's story, but several other family story. In fact, one or two are actually with 
Child Protective Services. Now, watch it to the very end. Because a friend of mine, she wrote a poem. Two poems, in fact, and I added it at the very end. We've got to get the story out there. Get your story out there. If these young people with food, not bombs, and they're probably in their 20s, maybe 30s, they're helping out here. They're giving information. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Use their information. If nothing else, make a podcast. Write about it. Interview people. Make your own newsletter. But let CPS know what... And not just CPS, but your government. Do the smart thing. Get out and vote. Because trust me, nothing happens unless we do something. We have to be the change. We want the world to see. If we don't do anything, change doesn't happen. I'm sorry, but sitting on your fat ass and saying, hey, I want this to change and that to change, guess what? You got a whole bunch of other people saying, I want this to change and that to change. How many of you listening here saying, you know, CPS should be abolished? Well, guess what? Get people in there that'll say, guess what? Fuck you. This is what we're going to do. We are changing things. And if you don't like it, kiss our asses. Because it's time that things get done. We don't want you here. You have no right here. You have no laws that will protect you. You are not covered under 11th Amendment qualified immunity. And I will find the exact case where it took away CPS's 11th Amendment qualified immunity. And when you hear this, you are going to cheer. But also you can use it in your lawsuit. And we'll be back. Welcome back. Well, from the newsletter time cut. Indiana prisoners must unite and struggle to change conditions. Please listen to this because it also applies to CPS and how being united is better than being divided. And how people like the Department of Child Services Director Terry Stickton and the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, fear people being united. This is from Aaron Israel Isby. Indiana prisoners need to acknowledge that they have a common cause and struggle until we we have come to a mutual agreement that all of us, and that's in big capitals, all of us, have a common cause and struggle. There will never be any progress by Indiana prisoners, and there will never be any progress on abolishing CPS unless we all get united. That is a fact. This objective cannot be reached by Indiana prisoners without education on the prison movements and struggles that have taken place in Indiana prisons since their inception. 
the objective of this podcast also cannot be reached by you, the parents, you, the families, without education on CPS, their movements, your struggles, and what has taken place over 400 years. We can sue, but we got to be united. We got to take this on a national level. I mean, suing them, that's good on the local level, but also a class action titled 1983, 42, 1983, class action lawsuit across the country. If everyone filed a class action lawsuit in every district, CPS would be so overwhelmed. They wouldn't have the evidence. But you will. Once you show the documentation upon documentation, the Supreme Court would have no other choice but to rule that CPS is an archaic division. It's an organization that is... It's run its time. It's time to go. Let families decide for themselves how they want to raise their children. As long as they're not beating them half to death, starving them, or using them for their own gratification. And if there's proof of that, and I mean physical proof, not just someone said, well, this happened here. How many cases have been like that? How many times have innocent people wound up in prison, not just for sex offenses, but any offense? And they're sitting there, and you got prosecutors in the state. Oh, we can't be soft on crime. It's not being soft on crime, you assholes. What it is, is that do true justice. If someone broke the law, have the evidence, get rid of hearsay, get rid of the hearsay exceptions, and let justice really be done. Most Indiana prisoners do not know the history of the many struggles that took place in these prisons and the lives that have been lost so that many of those who are coming in here now can have basic rights and entitlements. That goes for you parents. You have basic rights and entitlements. When they say, oh, no, you do not have any due process rights, you do. CPS does not want you to know that. They don't want you to know that if you have to go to court under due process, they have to offer you a lawyer. Oh, wow. But they don't want you to know that. That's due process. Wow, I bet you didn't know that. The history of our prison struggle and movement in Indiana prison system is important and this new generation of prisoners need to know it. I'd like to bring this up to the new generation of parents on that subject. The new parents. Now, you're probably told, hey, as long as you both have a job, as long as you keep a roof over your child's head, food in their belly, and clothes on their backs, make sure they go to school, make sure that they are not abused in any way, shape, or form, you're okay. Well, guess what? You got nosy neighbor Betty 
right down the road, like three or four doors down, and your little Tommy, little Susie, just in the driveway, just rides their bike up and down. She doesn't like that. Or they play basketball. She doesn't like that. So, hi, CPS. Oh, I think my uh, neighbors down the street are abusing their kids or they're neglecting them. How many times do you get an anonymous that anonymity has to be removed? You, it is stated that you have the right to face your accuser. And yet CPS is saying, no, you don't. Well, guess what? CPS, go fuck yourself. This is due process. If you do not like the due process, then stop acting like law enforcement. You're either an administrative agency or you are law enforcement. But you can't be both. You can't rewrite the rules, can't rewrite the laws as you see fit. It's either one or the other. And these bonuses should all go to the families return their children, especially these high adoptions that the governor just, governor of Indiana just said, return their children. If they were taken illegally, which they were, no warrant or court order, oh, exigent circumstances. Governors are getting mad about that. It's time. Let's get united instead of divided. Indiana prisoners are faced with a generation who has no structure and no political education. So are our parents. How little we know. But then again, CPS makes sure of that. The white power structure that operates these Indiana prisoners has learned to use this new generation of prisoners' ignorance and misguidance against them. Well, guess what? Where do you think they got it from? They got it from CPS. They learned, hey, if they can take these people without a warrant or without a court order, we can too. Well, guess what? Now, I will support law enforcement only to the point to where as long as they're abiding by the rules and as long as they go and get the warrant. If, they ha- if they're going to arrest you, they have to have evidence, they have to have probable cause present the evidence to the judge, and then the judge will either issue or deny a warrant. Wow, how difficult is that? But apparently, the ignorance where you are found guilty, even though you may not have done a damn thing. Sound familiar? Especially you ladies? The poor and inhumane conditions that exist in these Indiana prisons are more the... prisoner's fault because we have the power to change our situation but we stand by and allow our human dignity to be denied. Aramark do not feed us nothing. All we get is soy which is not real meat. By the way soy is not even supposed to be fed in the prison systems. But guess what? They feed it anyhow. Who's going to believe a prisoner? Our commissary prices are steadily going up, and most of us cannot afford to buy this commissary. The phone calls are too high, and we are being overcharged. The medical care system in here is substandard, and prisoners are dying due to medical neglect. Wow, medical neglect. And yet, you, the parent, or parents in this case, mother and father, wow, 
you're told or you're neglecting your child. Uh, oh, uh, like low Tommy, low Susie scrapes her knee. Oh, you're abusing your child. Anything you say, they twist around. Sound like the justice system? I'll say it is. Bet you thought that this was not going to be this kind of show. Well, guess what? There's more to it than meets the eye. The prison system, the justice system, and CPS are all interconnected. Come back, we'll continue this. And when you start hearing more more about this, you're going to realize the connection of CPS, the prison system, and the justice system. And how they make sure that even guys on the inside have no contact with their children. And the reason is because, well, they're locked up. They're dangerous. They're too dangerous to be with their children. Yet there's no proof whatsoever that these men or women are abusive to their children or to any child for that matter. We'll be back. Welcome back. Now, what I'm about ready to read is in the same area. The Indiana prisoners must unite to struggle to change conditions. I want you to read and listen very carefully. Now, I studied the law. And what I was told is, even if it has nothing to do with your case, there is something in a case that can actually help you. Now, you're going to be suing CPS. Learn how people who are oppressed and how that could actually apply to what you're currently going through. Do your own legal research. When you do, you're going to find out that the connection is much bigger and more direct than you realize. It says, my name is Aaron Israel, a.k.a. Aaron Isby. I am a Hebrew Israelite political prisoner being held captive in the Indiana prison system. Prior to winning my release from solidarity, solitary confinement in a civil suit, I filed Aaron Isby Israel v. James Wynn E.T.A.L. Number two colon twelve dash CV dash zero zero one one six dash JMS dash MJD. Now, when you're doing your legal research, remember to include all this and do read it, read it thoroughly. Look at cases that sound similar to yours, not just criminal cases, but civil cases. When you find enough. You can bury CPS. They don't want you to do this. They just want you to be good little boys and girls. <laughs> I've got their good little boy and girl. With the United States District Court in Indianapolis challenging my indefinite placement, I spent 28 years under this oppressive regime. My indefinite sentence to solitary, solitary confinement was used by... 
I'm not making this up. Prison crats. I'm not kidding. Prison crats they used. As additional punishment for two wrongful attempted murder and battery convictions that I had obtained while in prison in 1990, I was charged for defending myself from white aggression in which racist white prisoner prison guards at the Indiana State Reformatory, now Pendleton Correctional Facility. Let me read that again so you really understand this. He says, I was charged for defending myself from white aggression in which racist white prison guards at the Indiana State Reformatory, now Pendleton Correctional Facility, instigated and staged an attack to end my life. This attack against me was carried out on October 12, 1990, while I was being held in their segregation unit. I was shot with a 400-pound pressured fire hose, subjected to canine dog attack and tear gas while I was in my cell. I'm going to read that again. It says, This attack against me was carried out on October 12, 1990, while I was being held in their segregation unit. I was shot with a 400-pound pressured fire hose, subjected to canine dog attack, and tear gas while I was in my cell. Excuse me. I think that's called cruel and unusual punishment. Now, how does this relate to what CPS does? Well, how about this? Many places in the country, in the United States, and in the world, they find a way in which to barge into your home. Right there, you're scared half out of your wits because you don't know what's going on. They go and they take your children. Or maybe they say, hey, we have a warrant. We have to take a look, check the child out. So they got a court order to check your child out. You look at it, okay. They go in there, all of a sudden, they take your child. And they say, oh, and oh, heaven forbid if the father decides he's going to defend because then they say, oh, well, you're, you're inter- interfering in this matter. No law that says that. The parent has every right to defend against someone kidnapping your children, which is under Title Title 18, United States Code 242, Deprivation of Civil Rights under Color of Law. But they don't want you to know that. He says, I ended up being convicted and sentenced to an additional 40 years, four zero years, by a state... Circuit Criminal Court in Anderson, Indiana, on September 30th, 1992, under case number 48C0C, as in Charlie 01 9011 Charlie C as in Charlie F as in Fox 139. 
For 28 years in solitary confinement, I was housed alone in a parking space size cell with no windows under constant illumination 23 to 24 hours each day. My showers and recreation outside my cell was restricted. I was restrained and shackled and escorted when let out my cell. How many people have had supervised visitation? I know this is not as bad as that, but it might as well be. Anything you do, anything you say, you can have an initial hug with your child. You try doing anything else, they're writing things down or typing it in a computer. How many of you have gone through that? How many of you ladies that if the father's around, all of a sudden, mysteriously, oh, your, your visit was canceled? Or maybe you show up and they say, where were you? It says, well, I was supposed to be here, let's say, at 2 o'clock. Oh, no, that was at 12 noon. Didn't they tell you? And nobody told you. And so you don't have a visit. Or it was canceled. For whatever reason. And you have no say. My stay in solitary confinement became a fight for my life and others who endured this psychological violence. CPS uses psychological torture on families. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing is wrong. And they don't give a shit. They're thinking only of, I can't let this child come back because if I do, there goes my bonus. And I need my bonus. Well, guess what, Miss Stigton? I've got a bonus for you, but I don't think you're going to like where I'm going to shove it. I could not touch my family. I was essentially deprived of all contact or social interactions with other human beings. All visits with family or friends was only permitted on a small video monitor screen. My mail was routinely read, copied, and searched to and from my family and friends. My books were censored, and I remember I could not have any books while being held captive in the Westville Maximum Control Complex, MC, MCC, from 1991 to 1996. So far, change from prison to CPS. And supervised visitation. And how many times fathers are not allowed to contact their children in any way, shape, or form. That every letter and everything was screened before given to the children, if given at all. I could go on further and further, which I will. This, listening to this gentleman, reading his words... If the situation was a CPS case, would it be any different? How many fathers who are listening right now, how many men listening right now have been treated like this? How many women are told to stay away from the man and have him stay away from your children, otherwise they're going to take him? How many times did the mothers go through everything, go, go above and beyond? And still told, oh, you're going to have your parental rights taken away. That's why you need more and more people on your side. 
including the instructors of these programs. No matter what the classes are, you be the model student. Because when it comes down to it, they can write a beautiful recommendation. How do I know? I know someone. Her name is Ellen. She did everything. She went above and beyond. The story goes is that when she went to the court, they just, she just got yet another case manager. That's another thing CPS does is they switch case managers. Because if they look like they're going to decide with you, they switch them to someone that will work in their favor. Well, her former case manager gave a glowing review. Everyone, all the teachers gave glowing reviews. They were about ready to give, they wanted the child back. The court wanted to give the child back. CPS says, well, Your Honor, we just got, she just got a new uh, case manager. She hasn't had time to review it. The judge says, I've had enough. He told CPS to shut up. Be instructed that the child be returned to Ellen. And she was by Christmas two years later after the child was taken. That's why documentation and having support is very important because CPS hates it. We'll be back. We're back. Now I want to read you a part. Now there's a bunch of others like how he suffered inhumane treatment. He was not allowed to have his uh, Hebrew Torah or anything like that. But it's this part I want you to read and understand very carefully. We was successful in gaining support from Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch. A class action suit was filed and won following a settlement. This settlement, entitled Agreed Entry, was upheld by the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in Aaron Isby v. Evan By 75 F3D1191, Seventh Circuit, 1996. I'm going to repeat that again. And the reason is I want you to look this court case up. Read it word for word. See if there's anything in it that can help you. Because when you fight with the law, you will win. It's called Agreed Entry. And it was upheld by the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals and. A-A-R-O-N-I-S-B-Y Aaron Isby V. Evan By B-A-Y-H 75F 3D 1191 7th Circuit 1996 Now he did do a hunger strike It lasted 37 days in 1991 until the state agents within the IODC IDOC obtained a court order to force feed him, feed people. He decided not to come off his hunger strike. No, I'm not saying go on a hunger strike, but do something. Now, 
I continue looking through this. Use cases like this. Do whatever you have to. Okay. Now, it says we, all in big, bold letters, we must stand to ensure that my case is B, Israel, B, when E-T-A-L is upheld. My case is very important to the movement to abolish the practice of confining Indiana prisoners in solitary confinement. And this why people in our struggle must collectively support Aaron's fight, which is all our fight. Look at that case. Take anything you want or need out of it. There's got to be something in there. I will check it and I will update you on that. And if there's anything you can use, I will definitely, definitely pass it on to you. Now, he's currently being housed at the Miami Correctional Facility in general population. He arrived there April the 30th, 2019. Says this prison is leaking with many hidden human rights violations. Well, excuse me, but CPS has been violating human rights, family rights, for over 400 years. We gotta stop this. Doesn't matter if it's a prison, or if it's CPS, or if it's government corruption. Let's make 2020 the year that we change everything. And we tell the powers that be, we're done. We're through fighting. We're taking action. He says, it is inhumane and clear international human rights violations to double bunk prisoners. Now, guess what? It is humane and clear international human rights violation for families. There are countries that violate it, and yet we allow it to happen. Let's get united. Let's have a coalition nationwide and have it go worldwide. Start it locally. Get with groups like Food Not Bombs. Get your word out there. Get your story out there. You got to just type it out and place it with their literature, by all means. The more people that know what's going on, the more people that will be united in your cause. We have to do something because if not... Now, if you want to support him, uh, you can send him mail. His name is Aaron Isby Israel. Now... It's A-A-R-O-N-I-S-B-Y-I-S-R-A-L, number 892219-3038, West 850 South, Bunker Hill, Indiana, 46914-9810. I'll repeat that again, slowly. Aaron Isby-Israel. I-S-R-A-E-L Hashtag 892219 West 850 South Bunker Hill Indiana 46 
914-9810. I mean, doesn't matter if it's a prison system or a CPS. Look, I'm going to tell you from my own personal view we've got to stop what we have to stop doing is thinking that nobody understands there's a lot more of us that do understand a lot more of us that have gone through this how many of those prisoners how about this this guy Israel Isbi Israel If I could, I'd like to ask him if he's able to see his children. And how many people in prison are not able because CPS said no. Because CPS decided, oh, I'm sorry. It gets me upset. It really does. And I do apologize if I do get upset. But it really upsets me because here, here we are. We have men in prison who are fathers. All of a sudden they get a nice old thing in the mail. Oh, sorry, you're not able to see your children. Maybe it's through divorce. Maybe it's just, hey, guess what? We just decided to be assholes. And we're going to make sure you can't see your kid. I'll give you a little story. And I know this guy. And he's listening. I could care less. His name is Chris. Chris had three boys. I may have told you the story, but I haven't. Well, Chris, he was having, shall we say, fun with his boys. And, well, one time uh, the boys finally had enough. I don't remember what the actual story was, but uh, Chris was arrested, tried, and convicted on three counts of a Class A child molestation. Well, hey, guess what? While I was in prison, he was writing to those boys. He was allowed, even though he wasn't supposed to. He was at the Newcastle Correctional Facility in Newcastle, Indiana. Now, if... Your victims happen to be your own flesh and blood. Are you allowed to have contact? I always thought that you couldn't. But he said, rumor had it that he was going to see his boys anyhow. And yeah, you're hearing the sirens. I am outside. But I will tell you. This is a justice system. We have this man... Isbi Israel because he's what Jewish and they lock him down he goes through the fire hose and dogs attacking him for defending himself and yet you got someone else who abused children and yet he's perfectly alright what about the men who don't abuse their children or anything and yet they're told they can't see their children. Where's the justice in that? 
I say this. If a man is found guilty, they have all the evidence, medical reports and everything, and he actually says, yes, I did it. Okay, maybe at some point reunification. But if you got someone like this guy who denied it, I say leave it up to the courts. But don't let hearsay in. And what about parents that are being accused of abusing their children when there's no evidence to it because CPS wants to get a bonus because they're behind, because they're pressured. Hey, you got to get so many children. I don't care. Carlos Morales, Nancy Schaefer, Bill Bowen. They expose them. Two of those people wound up dead. Why Carlos Morales is still alive, I do not know. What I do know is maybe, and this is just my opinion, maybe Carlos Morales is trying to expose what's going on and that he has enough people on his side to let him get the word out. Let's get united. Let 2020, let's get the vote out. Let's do what we have to do. Because in the end, it's our children, not theirs. It's our families. Let's get united. Let's fight for it. Let's vote these assholes out of office. Let's put people in that will actually protect the family and not their re-election. David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services.